Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You know, during this time of year, now I understand what it was like with Elvis or the Stones on tour because he's <laughs> eating his breakfast before he goes on the air. His what do you fu- call What do you call this thing for Bokemont Bakery? Push- that, oh, oh Punchki, is that what you're eating? Yeah. Nice. I didn't even know that it was time for the show. Oh, so that's where you got that, that final one in the box. I cut there. it in half. Did you? Yes. All right. Leave well, something for somebody else and... <laughs> or or save the rest for later. But anyway, yeah, Tony and Mark, that's that's really good stuff. All right, listen, um, today is the final day. Uh, and I was just saying to you, you know, as I left there yesterday, a little melancholy, but, you know, just had a great time. There's just something about that run of the Home and Garden Show that's special in the Berg. Gosh, it's been like over 20 years for me. It's, it's pretty amazing. I've been upstairs, downstairs, now I'm back upstairs. And, uh, <clears throat> man, we, we've had a great time. Yeah, today's the last day of the Home and Garden Show, and I've got 50, no, I've got 60 fabric pots filled with plants, courtesy of Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse, upstairs in the Farm to Table Expo, and I am not hauling those fabric pots out of there. They're nice 10-gallon fabric pots with peppers and tomatoes, and some have lettuce and parsley and basil and cabbage and broccoli, onions, all sorts of stuff. So if you come today, not only... Will you get in for free if you come to see me speak? I'm giving away these fabric pots. I've got a bunch of heirloom seeds. I've got these great farm-to-table heirloom rainbow tomato mixture with brandywine red, pink, yellow, black, Cherokee purple, green zebra, white wonder, Nebraska wedding, all tomatoes, different colors. I've got perpetual spinach to give away. Uh, there's a great kids area, and this has been this is brand new. This has been fun, where the kids can uh, dig for worms. They can uh, have a treasure hunt for uh, for root crops. We've got composting, rain barrels, vermicomposting. And right now, to kick this whole hour off, we're going to give away that gift certificate to Sorgles in Wexford. If you are the tenth caller, worth twenty five dollars at four one two. Nine two two ten twenty. This is really getting to be go time in your industry. You can feel it, man. Definitely. Uh, real quick, if you want the free tickets to the home show today, go to dougoster.com. At 7.15, we have a guest, Sheila Nathanson from the Orchid Society of Western Pennsylvania. She's going to talk about their upcoming show. Later on, Mrs. Know-It-All is going to be on to school us a little bit about what we should do with our house plants uh, as winter ends. And T-minus five days until we plant our peas on St. Patty's Day. Here's how I do it. I take those pea seeds, soak them in water overnight. That really helps them germinate. And there's one called Shiraz Purple Snow that I love. Sugar, Magnolia Snap Pea, and Oregon Sugar too, Sugar Pod 2s. Any peas that you plant, you're going to love because they'll sprout early. You'll be harvesting before normal people start planting, but we can also get in our onion sets, lettuce, spinach, Swiss chard, arugula, leafy greens, all sorts of stuff. It's starting. The garden season is starting. It is. It's beginning. It is. (laughs) 
you know, when, when we were on it at, uh, at night, you were uh, you were on no, fire. It's seven in the morning. You're I'm just, just like, waiting it is. I'm, 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 it I'm, is. I'm just waiting for you to it tell is. me to jump in. I, I, in fact, I tell you, this might be the first daylight saving time morning in the last 20 years that I feel as awake as I do. I don't know what it is. I man. feel pretty good, too. I know. Uh, I What's was, that punchki? <laughs> I was talking about it yesterday. Just for selfish reasons, working Sunday mornings, you, you hate this, but when you get those long, long nights when it stays late lighter longer that's what i'm trying to say would you rather stay in this mode daylight saving time? i don't like changing the i know and i know there's all sorts of kids on buses and farmers and this and that do what you got to do i don't i'd rather just let nature take its course i agree but you know what are you going to do i am headed back to croatia in may of 2024 this is gonna this trip's gonna sell out again like these all the other ones by may it has to that's how you get this private yacht we'll be in a private yacht for 36 people i just i fell in love with croatia two years ago i usually don't go back this soon but this boat became available croatia is inexpensive it's beautiful everyone speaks english the food is phenomenal we're going to see zagreb we do this olive oil tasting farm to table dinner it's a seven night adriatic cruise uh National Park, Sabenic, oh, we're going to go all over. It's just going to be, it's just going to be so much fun. If you like to travel, or if you've ever thought about going to Croatia, this is an easy way to do it. We get a guide that picks us up at the airport and stays with us the entire time until we fly back out, and they know everything about the country, where to go, where to eat. It's just, we have so much fun. I've been doing this since 2013, and just have a blast. Now we're also. Uh, planting our seeds now, starting seeds indoors. And I've been talking a lot about this at the home show. If you want to start your seeds at home, the number one thing that you can do is have a bright light source. And back in the day, that used to be fluorescent light. Now it's LED, cheap to run, bright. Uh, Anybody can get those seeds to sprout. But without bright light, what's going to happen is they're going to sprout. And I get calls all the time early in the season about this. They're going to sprout, they're going to come up, and they're going to fall over and be leggy. And people think, I've got a brown thumb. It's nothing like that. You can't use window light. You know, some people get away with it if we have a a sunny spring. But it's just so much better to, to have some kind of artificial bright light source. And now we can go to town. So we get a good, they start with a good planting mix, and you get that at your nursery. You mix it up somewhere else with water, and you get it to this consistency where you squeeze it, and it sticks together but does not drip. And you do that by, you know, if it drips, you add a little bit more dry mix. If it doesn't stick together, you add a little bit more water. And when you get it like that, it's perfect for the seeds. If it's soaking wet and too wet, sometimes if the seeds sit there too long, they can rot. If it's too dry, sometimes it's not wet enough for them to sprout. We get that mixed up right. We put it in some kind of container with drainage. And, you know, I use the old six-packs from Flowers. I save them every year and put them in a flat, fill that thing up, sprinkle those seeds on top, put a little bit more mix over it, press it down, and you're going to make good contact between the seeds and the soil Then we cover the whole thing with something plastic. You know, I use dry cleaner bags, but, you know, you can buy flats with like a nice plastic dome on it. And the reason we do that is we want those, that soil to stay moist until they sprout. 
And as soon as they germinate, and that could be, depending on what you're planting, three days, seven days. Peppers could take three weeks. If you want to speed things up, put them on a heat mat, but use an actual real seed heat mat that's all sealed. You know, it's, it's, it's made to do this. As soon as they sprout, we get them off the heat mat. We get that plastic off, and then we're going to start fertilizing as soon as they get what we call their true leaves. When it first sprouts, it doesn't look like a tomato or a pepper. The second set of leaves are the true leaves. And I talk about this fertilizer all the time. They don't pay me to tell you about it. They'd like to, but that's not the way I do it. It's called Dramatic with two M's from a company called Dram. Uh, Actually named for Rob Pratt, Dramatic. And uh, this stuff is fish-based. It's a concentrate. You mix it up. When you apply it, it smells like low tide. (laughs) But don't worry about it. When I fertilize the house plants, I wait till my wife goes away for a couple of days, and I put it on, and she says, comes back, she says, did you? I said, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, and so half strength at first, give it some fertilizer. Then a couple of weeks later, full strength. They can't go outside into the garden right from underneath those lights. They have this period called hardening off. And so first day, we take them out in the shade for a day or two. I'm sorry, for an hour or two. Then the next day, a little longer, then eventually into the sun, till after five days, six days or so, we, uh, we, they're out there on their own. We, we slow down the watering, slow down the fertilization. You're just toughening them up before we get them in the ground, and then they will hit the ground running. We don't want them to stop. You, if you take them right out from under that light and put them out there, they're, they're going to sit there for two weeks and get sunburned and be sad. We do that hardening off. And from beginning to end, they'll be growing strong, and you'll be so happy you did that. And anybody who comes to see your garden, you can tell them, I started from seed. All right. We're going to take a break. And on the other side, he's got a guest. Your call is still to come. Mrs. Know-it-all as well. We'll give you a quick look at sports as well in just a couple of moments. It's a Sunday morning with your Pratt Pack on KDKA, 100.1 FM, AM 1020. Doug Oster and the Organic Gardener continues in just a moment. Doug is back. He'll be today at the Home and Garden Show for the final appearance of this year. Two o'clock, he'll take the stage. But right now, he is ready to continue with his day job, the organic gardener and his special guest, Doug. That's right. Welcome, Sheila Nathanson from the Orchid Society of Western Pennsylvania. We were talking yesterday, and we both realized that it was a time change. And, Sheila, you're not a morning person, are you? But, no, I'm not. But good morning. <laughs> but I'm awake. <laughs> we're both taking a nap after the show, okay? Yes. Um, so first off, tell me about the big event that's coming up. Well, this is our uh, annual show of the um, Orchid Society of Western Pennsylvania, and um, yeah, we're we're really happy about the show this year. We're once again at the Crown Plaza Hotel, which is um, a facility across the, from South Hills Village in uh, Bethel Park, I guess it is, and um, it's a wonderful facility. There is a huge parking lot. It's all level. It's completely on one level and accessible. It's a, a very nice venue for our show. We've been there. This will be our third show that and, we're having there. And because when, I don't know if everyone who remembers the, the shows from days gone by, we were at the Garden Center on Shady Avenue. Right. So and when, they're, they're, have, they're planning renovations, and, you know, their future is a little uncertain what they're doing from – month to month, so we thought, you know, we better change venues because you have to start planning a show months and months in advance. So when is it? 
It is next weekend. Mm-hmm. It is um, uh, Saturday the 18th and Sunday the 19th. Um, Saturday, we're there from 9 to 5, and uh, Sunday is 9 to 4. And what kind of stuff can people see when they go? Oh, we ha- this year we have 17 exhibits, and these are fully staged exhibits of um, beautiful, blooming orchids. And the public will see them. We'll, they'll be available to be viewed by the public about midday on Saturday because we have American Orchid Society judging in the morning, so the exhibit is closed off. But the rest of the show will be available. And we have, this year we have nine vendors, which most of them sell orchids, which is, I mean, it's it's hard to get anything but, you know, a phalaenopsis, mm-hmm. which phalaenopsis are lovely plants. They're wonderful house plants. But if you want anything a little more exotic or interesting, come to the show. We have these vendors. Uh, we have one new vendor this year from Taiwan, Ten Shin. That should be very interesting. And if people want to learn about growing their own orchids, they can do that there, too. Is that right? Oh, yes. Um, We have educational lectures going on all day long, um, pretty much every hour on the hour, on all kinds of topics from beginners and then A to Z. You know, you can just come in and ask questions. Uh, We also have a repotting station where, for a small fee, you can bring your orchid from home and have it repotted. We supply everything. You supply the plant, we supply the pot, the medium, and the advice, all the advice you could ever (laughs) wish for, for free. You know, Sheila, how do people know if it's time to repot that orchid? Some orchids really appreciate being repotted at least once a year. Uh, Some some orchids, um, their roots really resent what you would call stale media, you know, because after a year of water going through it, and most people don't use pure water, so you've got, you know, stuff left from, you know, the residue, the little minerals that are in that, plus the minerals left from your fertilizers and all kinds of things, and it builds up over time. So that can actually start to eat away at the roots. It's, so a freshening up for a, most orchids uh, appreciate they're having a change. Now let know? me... Let me talk mm-hmm. to you about ice, because yes. so many people buy an orchid, mm-hmm. and it says put Just a ice. ice cube in there. Yep, three ice cubes a week. Is that what we're supposed to do? No, that's a, that's kind of a, um, it's, it's a gimmick, uh, you know, it's like a sales gimmick from Just Add Ice Orchids, which is a division of Green Circle Growers in Ohio, and actually, they're one of our sponsors. So we can't say anything bad about just adding ice. But, um, you know, people have brought in phalaenopsis, you know, that for repotting, and they look fabulous. You know, the the roots are all over the place. They're just gorgeous. And we say, how do you grow this? And they say, oh, it sits on my dining room table. I put three three ice cubes a week. You know, like... (laughs) You know, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. I'm not going to argue. But it isn't what I would do, but if it works for you, go ahead. What else should we know about the show? Um, let's see. Well, it uh, we have the show for a couple of reasons. Uh, once to um, raise our um, 
uh, what do you call it, like our visibility, mm-hmm. so that the public knows that in Pittsburgh there's a very vibrant, active orchid society. If you have any interest in growing orchids or you just want to hang out with people who are fun and like plants, you know, come and join the Orchid Society. We have meetings every month and, you know, you don't have to be a member to attend a meeting. What do you and, think what do you think it is about orchids that is so captivating for people? They're they're just they're beautiful. The flowers are just gorgeous and you can if you play your cards right, you can have flowers 12 months a year. Most orchids are pretty good house plants. You know, you might have to make some little modifications to grow them in your house, but by and large, you can you can if you have if you can give them some light, a little humidity and water them properly, you can have flowers 12 months a year. You know, so even if you're an outdoor gardener and you prefer to dig in the dirt outside and you know that you might appreciate in January to have something that is in full flower, you know, that you grew. I don't know. There's something wonderful about it. There is all, no... all of my plants, by the way, go outside for the summer. That's what I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, when I see the orchids at Phipps and I see the orchids at your orchid show, mm-hmm. the forms, the colors, the shapes, it's just spectacular. It's amazing. So, for, yes. not, for not being a morning person, you did pretty good today on the radio, Sheila. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm really I'm really enthusiastic about our show. I think it's going to be a great show this year, and I hope that all your listeners will come see us next weekend at the Crown Plaza Hotel and and just enjoy because, you know, if spring keeps flirting with us, but it keeps you know coming in and then going out, and you know this is like a breath of spring. You walk in it the it. A lot of orchids have wonderful fragrances. So you walk in, and it is just a blast of spring. Before, I, need. before I let you go, uh, give me the website, please, where you can find this information. Sure. It's at um, oswp.org, Orchid Society of Western Pennsylvania. Well, she, Sheila, thank you so much for getting up extra early for the show. I appreciate it. and <laughs> No problem. I'm sure that that show is going to be absolutely amazing. Thank you well, again. I hope you get a chance to visit us. All righty. Thank you. You know, not that I have many favorites because I'm not a connoisseur like you, but I do love orchids. There's something. There's, there's nothing like them. You know, we all start with what they call the moth orchid, which is that phalaenopsis that she's talking about. But then there's all these other ones, and some are fragrant, and they're not. They're not as hard to grow as you might think. Uh, the key, really, just like many house plants, is to keep them on basically the dry side. You think of how an orchid grows, it's like up in a tree, you know, and so it needs good drainage. And I like that idea of going to that show, taking your orchid and having them repot it and give you some advice. All right, listen, I see on Janoski's social media page that they've got some new house plants arriving. So if you want to talk a little house plants going from the indoors to the outdoors, you've got some gardening needs, questions, and looking for some answers as the season is upon us. And don't forget, as Doug said, St. Patrick's Day, time to plant your peas. This is coming Friday. And that's really the official start. So give us a call, 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. And also within 15 minutes, Mrs. Know-It-All is here as well. It's the Organic Gardener on KDK. Doug Oster, Rob Pratt. Name that song. I was going to do the same thing to you. <sighs> that's why I did it to you first. Darn it. All right. Um, what is it? I don't remember. 
I'll Who get, does it? I'll get to it next week right. after I Google it. Uh, listen, 10th caller is going to win that Janowski's gift certificate, uh, 412-922-1020. Chicago. Yes. Is the That's exactly right. Band. That's exactly Sorry right. to cut you off. Go ahead and no, do No, no, Chicago uh, Transit Authority, who eventually will become Chicago. All right. Now, um, speaking of Janoskis, man, they continue to evolve. This event they're having today, they got breweries out there. I want to just talk about breweries because I know that's something you like to talk about. Really? St. Patrick's Day is coming up. You what mean are, amateur night? Yeah. Well, listen, get an Uber, put the keys in someone else's hands. Or I just saw a few of those home. after the parade yesterday. They should have had, to, I hope they did have an Uber. Really? They actually, after the parade? Did you hear yesterday? Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. I thought you said you saw a bunch of Ubers. No, um, I saw a bunch of people that needed Ubers at the convention center. What a great day that is, though. But I guess for the first time, there was actually an Irish Santa Claus in all green mm. with a green beard. Ah, I would have liked to see that. That would be pretty <laughs> cool. pretty cool. But Janowski is going to have today as part of this uh, Shake the Shamrock weekend, the Emlington Brewhaus and the Altered Genius Brewing Company, which is in Ambridge. And I was talking to you before we went on the air today. They've got... Two in Ambridge now, and they're packed. Manaka Brewing Company just opened in Manaka on Pennsylvania Avenue. They had crowds uh, Thursday and Friday that were so big, the windows were steamed up. I mean, it was packed. What's up with this uh, We have a new one in in North Hills, too. Not that new anymore, Necromancer. But, yeah, they're popping up everywhere, and it's popular, and it's it's the only place you can get these certain types of beers. Now, explain to me, Doug. Do they ship them in? They make them now? No, they make them. Most of them make them right there. That's That's the idea is that's what the brewery does, you know. I have friends that have gone to those Ambridge ones. They love them, and uh, it's just, it's the thing. It's the thing. Uh, it's fresh uh, and tasty. And, and good food, too, yeah, from what yeah, I hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's 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 the thing. Nice stuff. All right. Uh, Got to grow a lot of hops. <laughs> <laughs> just a hop skipping a jump away. Ouch. I, honestly, I'm telling you, I, I I drove through Ambridge a couple of times, and I, I mean, and here's the thing. You can tell that they're popular. You know, most of these buildings back in the day, these river communities, there's no parking. It's all Main Street. Packed. People yep. still are willing to block, park a block away just to get there. Yep. All right. And speaking of Ambridge and how much you love old economy, they're starting to take. Now, back in the day when old economy was, was at its height, they had a lot of retail on Merchant Street. And then times have changed. Old economy itself has done great. But those buildings have kind of, you know, lost, you know, customers and clients. But now you've got bakeries and eateries taking those old uh, retail shops of part of Old Economy Village from the 70s and 80s, and they're starting to build that part up again. So I knew yeah, you'd be excited cool. and about I love, that. I love Old Economy. Uh, if you live out that way or if you haven't been there in a while, when their gardens get going. Beautiful, huh? Yeah, stunning. You know, um, Who does all that work? Uh, his name just D- Dean Sylvester does a lot of the gardening stuff, and he's a friend of mine. And they have a nice little greenhouse there, and it's just beautiful. Lots of perennials. Uh, some people just love when the irises are blooming there, but just old-fashioned, beautiful design. You know, it's it's really a cool place. All right, good stuff. Good history too. Good stuff in Ambridge. Mario Leone, the uh, borough manager, and uh, folks down there doing some good stuff. Okay, now listen, um, we want to talk to you about anything in the way of gardening. You know the number. It is eight six six three nine one ten twenty. So. Is it really May 15th when game on, when you can do everything after St. Patrick's Day, or does it all depend on the weather? It all depends on the weather, but March 17th, March 17th is the, is the official start. It's one of those things Grandma said, plant your peas on St. Patrick's Day. But that's usually our, our key. You know, sometimes St. Patrick's Day, there'll be snow on the ground, so you're planting your peas in what we call peat pots. Peas don't like to be transplanted, and so... We put them in something that we're going to sink that pot down 
into the soil. I like these ones. They're called cow pots. And I was at the home show, and uh, I was talking about cow pots, and this kid said, what are they made out of? And I said, well, what comes out of a cow? He goes, milk? No, no, another part of the cow. (laughs) It doesn't smell like that part of the cow, but when it decomposes, the reason I like them is it adds a little bit of nutrients uh, to the soil. So, yeah, I'm excited to get started and continue that tradition of of St. Patrick's. It's more of a you could do it any day. You could probably already have them in, you know, but it's just it's just sort of a, a tradition. I've been doing it for forever, and so i got to keep doing it. You know, I want to tell you, too, about a, a place that's really special called Joe Ham's Daffodil Collection. And his daffodils are just starting to bloom, but April is going to be the, the peak. And this place, it's in Washington County. I've got all the information at DougOster.com, the address, the phone number. You, you can call down there and say, hey, is, how are we doing on the blooms? But it is the greatest collection of blooming daffodils I've ever seen. And many of them are no longer available in catalogs. And so it's unique and rare. And it's Joe is an amazing person. Uh, he lost his legs to a medical condition that hasn't slowed him down. He just loves daffodils. And he started by planting all the daffodils that were introduced in 1937, that was the year that he was born. And then it just went on from there. And there's, you might just think of daffodils as yellow trumpets, but there's so many different divisions of daffodils, meaning different kinds, the, the, the way the flower looks. And in my garden, you know, the early ones are blooming now. Then there'll be a mid-season, then late season. You can have a really long season with daffodils. But I've got a lot of, you know... Younger friends with younger kids, and they take them down there to get pictures with all these. It's acres of, of beautiful daffodils. And Joe has two helpers, and his sister and uh, a woman who lived down the road. And they call themselves the Field Sisters. And they take care of the beds and spend a lot of time out there making sure that all the labels are right, that the flowers are the are what they're supposed to be. But my one of my favorite stories from down there is... There was a named variety of daffodil in the 40s called Spencer Tracy, who was a famous actor. And the Field Sisters, you know, they're working on the the labels and the plants and everything. And they said, you know, there's there's no Catherine Hepburn. And uh, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn worked together a lot. And so when Joe found this daffodil popped up, it was something that wasn't registered it was a it was a new type of daffodil a new kind of sport he got it registered and named it Catherine Hepburn so there's Spencer Tracy on one bed Catherine Hepburn on the other and they bloom about the same time and they're together forever <laughs> and that's just the tip of the iceberg on the stories of 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 how these bulbs got in there and and at the end of the season, Joe will sell some of his bulbs, and it's a way to fund the garden. And I'm always looking at these amazing bulbs that have these stories, you know, from way back, 1800s. You know, like there's one, I, I, I can't remember the full name of it, but it's named after a teacher in England. So somebody who really loved this teacher, became a plant, who became a plant breeder, named a daffodil after this teacher. And one other tip about daffodils. Don't cut them when you're bringing them in. You pull them, pick them, 
and you just reach down to the bottom and just kind of pull it out of there and you'll see that the bottom of the stem is now solid and they'll last so much longer in the uh, in the vase when you do it that way as opposed to cutting. When you're cutting them, they actually release this uh, liquid that you kind of, it just, it, they don't last as long. So pick and don't cut. Today I'm going to be at the Home and Garden Show, 2 o'clock, and I'm, I'm not... I'm not dragging out those 60 fabric pots. They're 10-gallon fabric pots filled with these amazing vegetables, peppers and, and tomatoes and uh, cool-weather crops, all sorts of stuff. I am not dragging them out of there. Come see me speak at 2 o'clock. You can come for free. Just go to DougOster.com. All right, let's, we got about a minute here, but I, I want to try to take care of this call before we get to a break. Uh, let's go to Anna Marie in South Fayette. Hey, Anna Marie, you're on with Doug Oster on KDK. Good morning. Hi, good morning. I've been seeing forsythia blooming, and I'm wondering if it's time to put down my corn gluten. Yes, it is. That's a a great question. Uh, As soon as we see that forsythia blooms, that tells us that the corn gluten can be applied. Now, corn gluten meal, what it does is it stops seeds from sprouting. And so where are you going to use it, on the lawn? No, in my landscape bed. Okay, that's a good idea. Most people use it for their lawn, but I use it in all sorts of other parts of the, of the garden. As long as you don't have any seeds, you're planted in there. Like in my case, uh, you know, it'd be a perennial bed. Throw that corn gluten meal on there, and it stops the seeds from sprouting. And have you used it before? I have. And with success? Um, 90-10. Okay, so that's about, about... 90% of the weeds. That's about right. That's about what our uh, what science tells us. So, uh, yes, get that corn gluten down there. It's a safe way to deal with weed seeds. Now, if you just have if you have a dandelion plant there, it's not going to do anything to it. But if you have dandelion seeds there, it's going to stop them from sprouting. All right, coming back, Mrs. Know-It-All. Next hour, Frank Dentisi and I cooking with alcohol on the Coons Cooking Hour on KDKA. Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturalist Denise Schreiber. Good morning, Denise. Oh, extra early morning for you, though. No, I'm going back to bed after this. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you're still still groggy. <laughs> huh, I am. I am. I'm always a little groggy in the morning anyhow. <laughs> hey, what are we talking about today? You know what? So we tell people not to do anything with their houseplants until March. Well, it's March, and it's time to do different things with our houseplants. So I spent uh, the other day taking my houseplants and repotting them. Now, some just needed new soil, so I got rid of the old soil and just simply, you know, put them back in the same pot. What do you pot them in? What do you use? I use a potting mix. I just use a regular potting mix. I don't use garden soil at all. And then, uh, you know, so I've got that. Some of them needed divided, so I did that. I have some Sansevieria's snake plants, and I was dividing them. So, actually, I had a friend stop by, and I'm like, oh, here, have a plant. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is also the time when you want to... uh, Check if there's any rot going on. I've had people tell me they've had problems with uh, fungus gnats. So now is a really good time to really repot them and get rid of that oil, old soil. And simply to make sure you get it all, uh, dunk, dunk them in a little bit of water with just the tea, like one drop of soap, like Dawn or Ivory. I don't recommend anything else. 
and just dip them and get rid of the soil that's on them and then put them in fresh potting soil. And while you're doing this, remember that potting soil has to be moist. So I use a small cement mixing box uh, that you can get at any hardware store, you know, uh, wherever you can find one. I put my potting mix in there. I moisten it. I mix it up just till it's moist, not drippy wet. And then I can use that uh, for all my plants. So I did 15 plants the other day, and plus the ones that I divided. So this is a good time. And now you can start fertilizing them. So it depends on the type of plant you have. If you have a flowering plant, then you actually want to use a fertilizer that, uh, you know, for blooms or flowers, you can use either a liquid formulation or you can use the granular slow-release formulation. Either one works really well for all plants, if you can find them. Uh, since I was doing uh, Sansevierias and I was doing some succulents, I was using a cactus mix and I was using a cactus fertilizer. Uh, the rest of the plants, you can just use a regular 20-20-20. Are you adding house plants to your collection or are you... Are you- Sticking with what you have because there's no more room. Even when you're you're splitting there's them, there's no more room. Okay, there's no more room. I'm like, okay, where can I put this and where can I put that? And like I said, you know, I divided some. So you know, somebody's stopping over at the house, or you know, I have friends coming for Easter. Guess who's getting a plant to take home with them? <laughs> what about cats and house plants? You know, I have two. Uh, one prefers my Sansevieria not to eat, but to rub her cheeks on it because mm. she likes the little points on it. Mm. So I have to deal with that. Um, uh, flat leafy plants, I try to put a- away from them uh, just up where they can't get. Yeah, cats can jump, but if they do this, they're just going to hit a wall trying to get there. And there are plants that are, you know, poisonous Um the dumb cane is one that a lot of people buy. It's a common house plant. It's a Diffenbachia, and that is poisonous to dogs, cats, and people. Uh, should you feel this urge to snack on your house plants, uh, it can cause paralysis of your throat, and if you eat enough of it, you know, actually die from it. Well, I actually have a story about that, Denise. Where hanging around with some guys, you know, we we're 18 years old, and this one guy heard that dumb, oh. cane, dumb cane, yeah, he just he just touched a piece to his tongue, and it, oh. did, it didn't go well. Oh, I have to tell you, I was working on a book for a company, and it was about perennials for outdoors, and a juga, which is a common uh, brown cover, not my favorite, it's a little weedy, and it turns out that uh, uh, Alan Arbitage actually put this in his book that you can get high from eating this because <laughs> he said that's the only good reason to actually grow this plant. <laughs> 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 I still don't advise it. Yeah, please don't. Uh, could you just discuss quickly uh, the fungus gnats and, and how they come about and, and what you're doing bes- to deal with them? Well, actually, fungus gnats feed on decaying roots. 
So that means more than likely you're overwatering your plants. Mm-hmm. You know, especially during the winter. You, you know, you can almost ignore them to the point where oh, it's starting to wilt. That's time to water it. And a lot of plants, especially if you buy them, like the uh, amaryllis, if you buy them already potted, they're in a lot of peat moss. And that seems to be, a, it holds moisture right. longer. And that's where you tend to find the fungus nets. You know, the eggs are so teeny that you can't even see them. They're just there. And when you overwater something, they patch and you've got them flying all over the house and you're like, you know, snatching the things. So that's something you've got to be careful about is your watering. You know, just water as needed, not when, oh, it's Sunday. It's time to water the plants. Not necessarily if plants haven't gotten enough sunlight that week, you know, or air circulation, that makes a big difference. All right, Denise, you go roll over and go back to sleep, okay? I am. (laughs) We'll (laughs) talk to you you, next time. Too bad you can't. (laughs) All right, you think you can do one call real quick? We'll give it a shot. All right, here's Susie. Susie, you're on KDK with Doug Oster. Go ahead, please. Yes, good morning. I'll be real quick about it. Um, I love plants, and I know they give off oxygen, and what I want to know is what is the best potting soil because I've always used miracle Grow, And I've, I've heard that on the market now there's one even better than that. Uh, yeah, you know, in this case, being the organic gardener, we want something that's, that's organic. And so you just go to your local nursery. You tell them what you're looking for. Each one will have something, you know, like an independent garden center will have uh, something that like a box store won't. And just tell them what you, what you want to do, and they'll get the best thing for you there. Now, answering questions after the show at DougOster.com. Come see me at the home show today, 2 p.m. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. News with Rob Taylor, then the Coons Cooking Hour, then Tri-State Neuropathy Centers with Dr. Sean Ritchie's Baird, Your Money and You, and then the full two hours of the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show. All still to get today to come on KDKA Radio.